The best in African music, African music. on the World Show with Nikki B. Yes, I am Nikki B, and I was very excited uh, to have a long chat with the twins, uh, Joseph and George Motiba. We know them as Revolution, and I believe that. Uh, well, put it this way, I certainly believe that South Africa has some of the best music in all genres all across the world. But electronic music, we are right up there. We are right up there. And South African house music and even other forms of electronic music would not be the same without this masterful duo. Revolution, they are truly the godfathers of South African house Right now, they're celebrating 28 years in the industry, 17 albums they've released, and uh, yeah, they've just made their entire catalogue available digitally before. A lot of it was done before digitization of music, so now the entire catalogue is available and of course you can access it like that and that is the reason we are doing part one of this two-part feature part two i'm going to keep you in suspense a little bit longer but speaking to them i wanted to go right back i wanted to ask them to start at the beginning and let us know how and when did revolution start how it started one of my cousins invited us to an afternoon session so we always like djing we at the time we were using cassettes so um one of our cousins um uh, invited us to a to to, a, to an event uh, and this event was at Rasmataz. that's where we met oskido who was playing at Rasmataz at the time and then oskido um forward to the future we then uh, hooked up with christos yeah, and also, I mean, even uh, around the time at Rasmataz, I mean, you you had people like your Lebumatosas who were there, Ishmael, like, like the, the whole entertainment sector, uh, before everybody blew up and became all these famous stars that we are now, yeah. um, that was the place where everybody was allowed. I mean, at the time, because of, I mean, we were underage, um, kids our age could only, so what the club would do, they would open up an afternoon session for, for kids to experience what it is, nightlife, right? So they would also, because we used to do Saturday schools normally um, um, in, 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 in town. And after that Saturday school, a place to hang out would have been that place for the youth. So uh, it was either small street, kind center, Carlton center, center <laughs> or it was uh, um, uh, Rasmataz. So all that, yeah. Most of most of people that you see, your Tim B, everybody who's 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 in the entertainment sector have almost all been part of this. And we were all like young kids dancing, and you know, and and once you start getting into that space. Um, what then happens is it, it, it instantly goes into uh, you now experience the music from now experiencing the music you now become curious on what is this music what are they using to even make it and you know from there we were introduced to uh, uh, Christos from Christos we met Tim White um, and with Tim White we started working together uh, there was a group that's called Four which was like a quite a group uh, which, which was my brother and uh, two other friends of ours uh, you know we started you know doubling into that space and then from there it went into production you know so yeah that's, 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 that's uh, a short part of the story <laughs> We were DJing in Alex, right? Because that's where we we, we, we grew up. 
so we were DJing and Alex, we were using tapes and whatever, but, but the, the, exp- the expansion happened when we started hanging around with the guys in, in uh, like Oskido and them, because they opened up doors to um, the industry and stuff that we didn't know about, like vinyls. We were using cassettes and Christos had a shop called uh, Groove Records. In Orange Grove, yeah. Yeah, in Orange Grove. So that's where that's where everybody got their music from. Most most guys. So I mean, uh, Oskido at the time we didn't even know how to DJ. So sometimes what he would do if he would have a gig somewhere, he would leave us at the club. So it was us and um, and DJ Pepsi uh, Liberty, which is Oskido's uh, younger brother. Uh, so he would leave us there, so we would play music. Then we became familiar with vinyls. But then we were trying to figure out where was these vinyls coming from. That's how he said, no, no, call, there's a guy called Christos in Orange Grove. That's how we met Christos. Yeah. And at the time, Christos was also doubling into him producing his own music. So uh, the era of Boom Shaka, but also the era of uh, compilations, you know? Yeah. And that's where most guys were getting their music. I mean, that, in that shop, we met your Kanyanis, we met Thomas Silela, we met the zombies before they were even like a Kalawa Jesmi when they were separate, we all met in one space, you know, and we got to experience what it is to be part of the music industry. Um, and I mean, these guys, you know, they would show us how to play a set, how to read a crowd, um, you know, even when you produce music, what is it that people like? People like. So they would take us to all these big places, take us to Polokwane, we'd go to Kiani, we'd go to Deben, we'd go to all the different places, even Lesotho as well. So we that's how these guys I mean we were under their wings so they would teach us the entire thing how to put together a gig lighting sound how important sound is and you know all of it and these guys yeah helped us a lot and then later on obviously studio stuff when we started playing house music in South Africa was called international so when when, when, when it launched in Chicago so, uh, South Africa, uh, you remember it was under embargo at the time. So, but yeah. but, but the cassettes would leak with with uh, music that came from the US, and at the time it was called international. Yeah, and it would come from the the, the 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 US. This was even before the UK actually caught onto it. So by the time the UK caught onto it, I mean we were we were little kids then. But you know, my uncle would have these these tapes. And we didn't, we didn't know where they would come from. And, you know, he would be playing all this house, your inner cities, your 10 cities, yeah. um, Marshall Jefferson, like all these, all these uh, house. But all, all, all was mostly international. There was nothing that... Uh, this, is, this is before Kwaito, because how Kwaito started, majority of all uh, the producers were literally making covers of the house stuff, slowing it down and then putting local uh, lingo on it. And that's how Kwaito started. But before that, it was a house song, slow down, and then put a, and put a, um, your vocals on it. And that's how Kwaito uh, started. That's when everyone started realizing, hey, this thing is becoming big. Why don't we all start producing our own stuff? But we were playing house music at the time. Hi, I'm George. I'm Joseph. And we are Revolution. And we're hanging out with Nikki on The World Show. You know, I'm growing up in Alex, right? Because of if you see everybody who has to come to Joburg has to come past Alex. So you have all melting pots of different cultures, different people, different music. So Sunday morning, everybody knows you're going to hear jazz, you're going to hear Mbagang, and everybody's playing music loud, right? So, yeah. and, and, and it influences a lot, but also our mom is like collector of vinyls. So yeah. uh, your, your, your mom, Miriam Makeba's, your uh, 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 the late Ndadehu uh, Masikela, uh, 
that Philip Tama and all of it, my mom was playing that much of, of the, those vinyls. It was the music that was playing in the house. So every time what we were, we would notice that when my uncle would come and he would he would hear us play music, be like, you know, you guys are playing the loud music. So those are the jazz guys now. <laughs> now, when you go to the jazz guys, the jazz guys have got an issue with us playing this music. No, it's even loud, man. This is not called music. And then, funny enough, when we hear the music, like, ah, this is old people's music. And we're like, but hold on, this doesn't make sense. And how 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 revolution actually got born is that we took we, we were invited uh, to come and play in London. So we get to London. I mean, at the time, compilations are the biggest. Your summer days, everything is playing. And Nathan Haynes is even there as well. So we get there, we were playing, and everybody keeps saying, we want to hear what South African house music sounds like. We're like, what is, what are they talking about? Because at the time, there was nothing. I mean, there was, I think, B.O.P. Uh, had done, it was it was starting to take off then when B.O.P. did Masatini, uh, Melodiala, uh, uh, and that, that song, became huge right but after that what else was there so you know most of the music that we had when we got there luckily we had the Brenda Fassies we had uh, Rex Abanye and when and, and it, it's all the South African people that are also there who haven't had music uh, South African music in a long time so they're like ex- also expect uh, they're also expecting to hear something new something nice so they and the London guys are like yeah don't play and in, in the first that I remember we, we were playing um, Squire for Hire right and we played that song and the guys like yeah well guys come on you're playing what we're playing though. so we want to experience what you guys can do and then we took a Brenda Fassi song and we took one of uh, a house song and we slowed it down and we blended the vocal so we issued the bass out and then the vocal was the one playing and the crowd lost their mind so we're like hold on so this is the formula and we, so we had Eric Rabanye and the whole set was all South African music that was being played and we realized there was a shortage of what we were doing and these guys kept on saying here we want to see what you guys can do your culture give us something we don't have because if we're competing with them we're never going to beat them with their own sound so when we came back that's how revolution was born we went back to those vinyls we we we, we started listening to them and seeing how we could bring these two worlds together because of as as young kids uh you know we have to go back to what our culture is to be able to compete with everybody around the world by infusing our own music with electronic music and then you know and coming up with a salad that nobody has ever had before and nobody could actually beat us with what we were doing because it was homegrown you know even around the time uh there, there was a lot of uh music that was coming from uh, mali senegal so you listen to uh, uh salif keita angelique kijo uh kajanin all that music i mean that's what radio was also playing at this at the time but then when we were going out funny enough we were copying what they were doing and these guys are like oh no that doesn't make sense because if you look at like salif and them they're popular but they're doing themselves and and if you look at for example the Masatinis, and if you look at people like groups like Ipintombi, for example, they would tour the US. Uh, you look at um, uh, uh, also uh, uh, Lady Smith Black Mambazo. They, w- they were touring everywhere. And we were like, okay, hold on. Most of the radio stations, that even at the time, were not even playing their music, but they were touring everywhere, winning Grammys. And we were like, hold on, this is the formula. It, 
you, you, you gotta you can show the world who you are and what you're made of this thing of being shy about who you are where you come from and yet the continent is so rich with history so rich with music so rich with culture and I mean you know once we once we understood that that's 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 when the the whole music industry actually took off once the Africans said no we're no longer going to apologize for being who we are this is who we are and this is what we are presenting and that's it and nobody could beat us at this game and even now the formula for revolution has always been african music and when we say when we say african music across the diaspora and now i'm even collaborating with different people from brazil from anywhere around the world as long as it's us that so we bring ourselves they bring themselves and we fuse this and we do something completely amazing kaya kaya 959 The best in African music, African music on the World Show with Nikki B. Yes, he's absolutely right. Uh, African music across the continent, across the diaspora is what revolution has always integrated into their sound. And you know if you listen to uh, all their albums, while their sound is definitely a house sound, a uniquely uh, African house sound. They always add an element to each and every album that is not house music. So I really define their music as African music. Speaking to George and Joseph Motiba, who are in the States at the moment, or no, Actually, I think they might be in Sweden or who knows, France. They're going to be in all those places before we see them again next month. But yes, I spoke more with them about the fact that theirs is African music. No, no it is. I mean, I mean, you know, when we were touring around the world, we started recognizing that someone else was telling our story and we were not telling our own stories. And 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 even the younger kids because we were so influenced by what uh, other people are doing and what the west was doing, we thought that was hip and happening yet we were killing our own music, our own instruments that were disappearing and kids were like, "Oh, what's hip is only this sound and nothing else." And you realize if you look at a garden, there's so many different flowers that bring in you can't just have roses only you got to have all different flowers that make the garden what it is and how it blossoms and and we were we were hiding at, I don't know what what this thing was but uh, uh, we were so oh, our music was even disappearing i mean if you listen to some of the the guitars that we use the mbiras lots of kids don't even go into that space they shy away from that but they don't actually understand that that's where things are even art in painting it's the way that we paint we got to bring ourselves out to the world and that's the only way we are we are able to compete and you know even when you are global you can see and even when we are competing with them we tell them guys we are not here asking to be accepted and you're not doing us a favor we want to compete equally with you and be recognized and be respected equally because we 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 have contributed to 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 history and this thing of of someone saying no it did not exist or it does not exist and you guys never contributed to the history that was completely wrong so you know with through music we're also uh, uh, bringing that uh, part out and saying we have a, a contribution that we as Africans uh, to 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 the entire industry Absolutely they have. Revolution are chatting to us on the world show and I wanted to know why all those years ago 28 years ago why the name revolution If you look at what the actual name means it, there was nothing that 
at the time uh, in the industry was similar to what we were doing. Where we, where we were getting uh, jazz musicians and getting gospel musicians, getting traditional uh, music and traditional instruments and fusing it into one. Because of at the time, it, 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 we had to change this thing. And if you remember, it was this thing with compilations. And when Revolution came, once that album of, 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 of uh, The Journey blew up, even from it influenced the, almost the entire industry in terms of the direction to go. Even record labels yeah. started realizing the importance of of local music and the importance of of us as DJs as a contribution. Because you, you must remember, bands were the biggest thing at the time. Yeah. So you know, and for the fact that even at the time, technology to be able to record an album. You needed to have a big studio, right? And we had embraced technology much, much, much faster. Yeah, and they put it that album in, okay. in our in our mom's uh, 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 lounge, right? In yeah. LX, right? So your your how do you feel was recorded in LX. Some of Zola's stuff was recorded in LX, right? Yeah. And I mean, some of the big hits that you that, that, that you hear that we, we we have done all came from Revolution. And I mean, you know how we even picked up this uh, equipment. People don't know that we we used to do this. Uh, you know this stuff. Where where, where, where everybody uh, you find guys at the corner uh, giving away pamphlets yeah we used to do that we used to do that job that's how we got the first uh, equipment by by, by doing that at the at at, like at corner of taxi ranks giving away these pamphlets and then we do that as like like spare jobs that we'll do or part time jobs that we'll do and then we first bought the set the first equipment then we then got the first computer this was even before Windows when it was still running doors right (laughs) and we didn't record vocals on the computer at the time no. you had to get a separate unit to do that and it was quite expensive so we would we would walk in I remember there was this uh, pawn shop in uh, in Yeovil and this guy would have this equipment and he didn't even know what it was so we're like oh wow so we'd go there and would work maybe for two to three months to save up the money and we would walk all the way to LX we, we couldn't we couldn't afford taxes because we were saving up so we'd walk all the way to LX come back on a Saturday buy the first equipment then you realize oh it wasn't going to work you needed another part to make it work so we buy second end equipment and that's what really made uh, 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 the first project come out and at the time you know with uh, record labels they were spending money meaning they were they funded the master obviously they owned it the differences with us was that we were pushing and we were even telling other people build your own studio once you own these masters you might not notice now but 10 15 years from now you'll be running it and record labels even the deals the first deal that we did I remember we went to um, um, Sony we went we, we, we met uh, Babylon the Danim Kizer yeah actually actually Babylon the Danim Kizer is the guy who told us about recording deals yeah <laughs> you know like hey understand this guys I'm not going to sign you but go and learn how this works there's this kind of deals from here go to a place called Samro from there go and register there yeah you know and we did all of that but we didn't realize by so doing they were helping us and we were amongst actually we were amongst the first guys to be independent yeah yeah, yeah. and oh another guy that helped us Lance Lance there <laughs> Lance there I mean he would you know he's that guy's a walking library yeah and I don't think 
a lot of credit is, is, is given to him in terms of the contribution that he's actually uh, done to the industry. I mean, from TS Records to all of us, I mean, we wouldn't be here at Leo if we wouldn't be here with, uh, if it wasn't for us. And he would open up his house, uh, him and Delphine. You know, you'd sit there and they would show you the industry. In fact, they, 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 would, they, they speak and tell you what's going on in the industry. You just have to listen, right? And I mean, Tim White also, him and Donna contributed immensely in, 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 into our industry. Daram Suraj, uh, the late Daram Suraj, I mean, wow, uh, you must have Shele, uh, Manusha, um, a lot of these guys have, 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 have helped us. You Vusi Leo as well. All these guys, you know, um, helped us to be who we are. And it was purely from listening and asking for advice and not thinking that we know everything. Yeah, because the interesting part at the time is that majority of artists were signing artist deals, right? Mm -hmm. So we were the first ones and first DJs who produced stuff for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we had a licensing deal. You know, that means that we owned all the masters mm -hmm. because we then we were the producers of the, of the music. Yeah, and so, so, so what people don't understand is that if a record company pays for it, they own the master. So which was, that's why you had the issues with uh, the older generation of artists because they did not have the equipment. They did not have the studios. So the record company owned the, 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 the masters because they paid the masters. And then when the artist dies, uh, 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 even if the, the contract lapses, the record company still owns those masters because they paid for it. Yeah, but but thanks to the guys that we have, we have mentioned and some of them that we haven't even mentioned, there's so many of them who are saying, guys, this is how the industry works. Yeah. And don't be in a rush, but do it this way, you know. So, I mean, even Daram, I mean, the, uh, he helped us so much. Uh, Lance as well. I mean, Lance, Lance, ah, ah man, wow. He, they, they all made sure that we understood what we were getting ourselves in. Into, you yeah. know, and, and also helping us grow where we didn't understand. They will, they will say, let's take you and take you to the next And level. then the late squire. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's Graham Gilfillan, right? Yeah. So that was the guy, because this guy came into the industry when all of us, whether it's us, Crystals, or any of us, he's the guy who helped a lot of us with the contracts. To understand people. To understand yeah. the, because the, the, the majority of us were getting these contracts, you would take it to a lawyer, but maybe, let's say, a legal wise lawyer, for instance. But he he, he does he criminal yeah. criminal law, does not understand entertainment. So he was one of the guys who came up and said, hey guys, something is wrong here. Uh, let's fix it, you know? Mm. And and we learned a lot from guys like those. Mm. George and Joseph Motiwa from Revolution chatting to us on the World Show. And there is so much in store. And I know that tonight they've done a mix that uh, really brings together some of uh, their legacy, their musical legacy. And I know they're working. Don't say anything. But I know they are working on something fresh. And that is going to be part two on the World Show. But regarding the back catalogue and these 17 albums that they've been uh, digitizing, I wanted to know more. So basically, what uh, just before um, COVID, even prior to that, um, you know, we, we've been working with uh, um, uh, uh, Universal, right? And uh, obviously the industry is changing and evolu obviously evolution has to happen. And now um, we have uh, joined uh, uh, teams with uh, Believe, um, it, we, we are an international distributor. So now instead of just us being a licensor now, 
we are uh, we are now distribu- we, we we are now distributors, meaning the catalog now is now fully controlled uh, by by Four Sounds Productions, and it was always like that. But this time, we make the decisions in terms of marketing. Because sometimes, if you work with a licensor, they're like, okay, yeah, you can do certain marketing, or they'll say a certain sound is the hip sound this time, so they put more money onto that sound. But then, great artists could disappear because of they'll say, well, it's a niche market. But then, you know, there's music that's out there. Um, great artists, uh, you know, two, two, for example, different other artists that are there that are not necessarily heard because of record labels are looking at budgets and saying, oh, no, no, profits are, 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 are where it's at. But then we know that the art, that's not how it is. We go with a feeling. When when great musicians uh, 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 now struggle because of people are talking about uh, budgets and telling me telling you about numbers, we gotta meet certain numbers because of an investor is saying one, two, three, four. So we thought, well, let's remove it, and uh, we will do. We will, we will decide what budget uh, we're going to use, which artists we're going to work with. But this gives us, um, like, it gives us so much freedom to do things great, like great things, collaborate with so many people. But also the the the, the team, how it makes everything. Uh, synchronized, you know, and make sure everything is in place. Uh, you are able to speak to the distributors directly now. You are able to, to speak to, to and, and have meetings with serious stakeholders about what, what the direction of a, an artist is or what the direction of the catalog is. And if yeah. you notice the music industry right now, 70% of most of their earnings come from catalog. So also we wanted to make sure people know who Revolution is, remaster uh, some of the music because some of the music came out a while ago so remaster it for uh, 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 the digital platforms and make sure it's at the, at the quality that you know is now yeah. standard as but, well but also what we also needed to do was because majority of the staff now is uh, digital um, luckily the the, 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 the the price for data has gone down a little bit you know uh, so the timing is perfect but also the deals that are structured now for artists mm-hmm. are very lucrative for artists you know we've got very interesting and very transparent partners you know so it is the perfect time for artists to release um, uh, with uh, good deals for artists you know and 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 good um, uh, uh, business plans yeah. and partnerships yeah and good teams around you, you yeah know, um, you know because right now it's if you don't have the right team, things don't work out. So we we, we, we we took time to understand what was going on, the changes, understand how to monetize things. Because what it was, most people are on social media, but are not monetizing, yeah. right? Making sure paperworks are correct. Because some of the papers were signed 20 years ago that were talking about physical, which was CDs and vinyls. But now it's a digital space. That means the formula that's used to calculate these royalties is completely a different formula. So you got to go back and you know do everything almost back at zero but make sure that everything is done correctly yeah. some of the mistakes that were done in the past uh, you know have been co- are correct because some some you find that certain patterns they were allowed then 
but now it's you use the same pattern it's just it, it won't work so you know it was just to understand and put together a very solid team and make sure that when we are pushing now it's going to be solid anybody that's going to be working with us moving forward even when we are distributing it's going to be amazing from them yeah. now we control it we can we can now speak to radio directly we are able to speak to billboard people we are able to speak to like everybody who can come 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 and do and make sure that these brands grow and become what they are and artists also Give them gives them the freedom because now we even run studios. Yeah, so the artists can come and record and not worry about budgets and all of those things. And and also we've moved into the film space as well. Yeah, where where we we know when an artist is recording, we can do the behind the scenes of of uh, uh, the, the the making of the album. You can shoot as many videos as you want and and, and express yourself in ways that we could not have done it uh, with other with with other partners before. Yeah. So, but 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 now the industry now is literally in the business of content. Mm. Do you understand how that works now? Because uh, 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 that's, that, that's where things are going now. Even corporate companies, you know, now artists can partner up with corporate companies, sponsorships, mm. you know, because the artist is now the, 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 the big distributor. He's now the, the big TV. He's got his own channel now. Yeah, and if you remember some of the budget that used to go to TV for advertising or radio, radio. Now it's going to it to the artist directly. So the artist is no longer just a singer. Now they are they are their own TV station. Now as an artist, you you have a YouTube channel. You can run your own TV station. If there's a if there's any bad uh, article coming from you, you can respond directly to your people because of social media has allowed us that space. But also imagine now you could with with certain maybe. Um, Technologies then it was limiting us. Right now, it means we're now properly global artists. Yeah. And we can compete with everybody around the world. But I mean the technology allows us, I mean, we're doing collaborations with artists. I mean, right now we're speaking to you, we're in LA, right? You are in, you are in SA. This could not have been possible <laughs> yeah. five years ago. But yeah. now we're doing collaborations. I mean, we were recording stuff with um Salif. Yeah. He was in Mali, <laughs> <laughs> and we're able to record and do a collaboration. We're doing stuff with Steve, Steve Adambiri as well. Yeah, uh, 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 as we speak, he's recording something. <clears throat> Editing stuff. Yeah, and then <laughs> and also we could we can record with Makatini. Yeah, Makatini. Whether he's in Berlin or Msaki is any we, we are able to record now. Technology allows us, but all of that now you can your behind the scenes is now content. Mm. You know, uh, distribution will pay for it mm. you know uh, you can monetize all of it now so people need to understand the business of content now mm. that's where it's going hi i'm george hi i'm joseph and we are revolution and we're hanging out with nikki on the world show Kaya. 959 the world show with nikki b on kaya 959 yes speaking to george and joseph about online distribution and i mean the good side is that it frees the artist from worrying about getting their albums on the stores you know there's lots of uh, companies that are now doing it making sure your music's out there unlike the old days where i remember people used to have to walk from record store to record store and try and get their music uh, sold in the stores so things have certainly changed um but we also spoke about um how you know can an artist make money from streaming and about being an artist, not a business. And then 
I'm going to share with you this amazing revolution mix on the world show. Also, what's nice, if you remember uh, how piracy almost decimated the whole music industry, right now, streaming, I mean, it's, why would you be pirating music when you could stream it now? You know, so it has really, I mean, the industry went through a very, very bad patch. When, when piracy came in, it literally it was over for, for, for the industry. But once technology came, and, and that's why you'll notice even COVID, the entertainment sector, the, the, the numbers, their profit were higher because of why. They, they, this thing had caught them prior. So most industries had not suffered the, the, the fate that the music industry had suffered before. So obviously it found its way. By the time COVID hit, people could now uh, perform live on YouTube. Yeah. Or, or, or any other platform. And you can reach your fans on their phones. Directly. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's get something straight. The digital world did not change the, 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 the basics of the industry. So you still need to read your contracts. You know, you still need to know how it all works. You don't just release a song and think that you're going to make money. Because what happens is now is that there's lots of platforms where an artist can get paid, but if your if your 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 your, your paperwork and you are not also notifying your work, because the problem that a lot of people don't understand is that as an artist, you can go to a, a studio and record your song and release it, but if you are not registered with the collecting societies because your music gets played all over the world, someone needs to collect that music for you. Right. But if you're not registered with them, no one is going to pay you. Yeah. So so now I mean copyright is like the biggest thing. Right? right now yeah you gotta make paperwork between you and the collaborators is solid mm -hmm. but also let's not forget it's no longer just about music only now you've got brand placements that can happen right. uh, with the artist uh, gigs now um you know you could do so much but there's there's so much so many avenues yeah. where the artists could do so much and now what's nice you are running your own platform if if you think about it 10 years ago now you can 10 years ago you couldn't be just or, or be on a TV show now you can have your own YouTube channel and you could be followed by millions and decide what goes on to that space mm. and and if 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 you you are, you are doing merchandising for example clothing for example uh, you can sell that now right you can sell your own clothing like it's it, it's the artist must not look at this thing and just look at just streaming yeah they've got to understand you are now a business. The business. You are now the business yourself. So how you carry yourself, um, how people you could work with and partners that you could, that can come in. I mean, there's endless possibilities now. But understand the value of content. Yeah. A lot of people are giving out their content for free mm. and don't understand that with all these platforms, you've got to monetize it. You know, so you can go on YouTube, put your, 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 your product there, but if YouTube does not know you and you're not registered properly and you're not monetizing, you are not going to get paid. So, mm. like I said, this, the basics of business are still the same. Even if digital is in, mm. the basics of the business, you need to know how it works. If you don't know how it works, ask. There's all these channels you can go to now mm. and find out how it works. I mean, you can you, you can be an, a TikTok superstar. Yeah. And, and, and anybody could do it just from their phones. 
where you needed to do something or be a celebrity. Now, anybody can be a celebrity. Right now, if you look at some of the numbers that are happening, most of the, the kids and, and, and people who are on, on there, either they're doing it like a dance challenge and they have big numbers, even now surpassing some of the artists. So you can imagine if the artist understands what's going on and understands the space. It, 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 it's something amazing that can happen and now it opens up uh, avenues and also places where you could perform globally you can see a lot of South Africans are now performing a whole lot globally than they just used to be here just in SA you know the whole point about being an artist you control it right you you control it but l- let's not get it wrong here this is still a, still a business so as an artist understand the artistic side the creative side your talent and stuff but know the business side and if you do not know the business side ask people you know because what we don't understand is that all of us in this world are a chain right there is a businessman who knows how to do it contact them you know speak to them if there's an artist who's doing well ask them you know, you'll be amazed. I mean, I was we were chilling with Black Coffee uh, um, um, a couple of months ago, and what was interest, what's interesting about that is that you'd have an artist, whether they're chilling with us or they're chilling with an mosquito, or anyone, they do not ask the questions. They'll be talking about the music, but none of them are saying, "Can I ask you something? How does this thing work?" So, like we like we were narrating our story, we had to go to people who were already in the industry and ask them. We cannot just think that because we are in the industry we know how it works there's people who know how where to go who to speak to the right people so when you see someone who's doing well ask them it's similar with any other business yeah but also I mean everybody's got Google guys now yeah so you know you can just really just ask a question how to make it in the music business it will pop up. ChatGPT now. You can put anything. AI is there now. So it's it, it, everybody thinks that no AI is going to eliminate a lot of people. Well, I I see an opportunity because the same thing happened when 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 we started, right? If anybody told you that the computer was going to eliminate the bigger studios, nobody would have believed it. Yeah. Right. But look at it now. So sometimes we have to embrace these changes that that happen, and instead of looking at the, uh, everything as a negative, always look at the possibility of what can happen. Imagine now with AI and a songwriter and you are coming up with maybe you have a writer's block. Right now, that disappears, right? So it's endless possibilities. And people shouldn't just look at uh, music and think it's just for me to do an album. You could write scores for movies, mm-hmm. but also you, you can find actors and you can do skits and write uh, scores for, 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 for those uh, skits. So anybody could be, and you could be a movie star because of, you can control it. A phone now is shooting at 8K. I mean, 10 years ago to shoot with a camera 8K was not possible. So you can do your own music video using your own phone. You can record your own music, even now using your phone and using a laptop. So it's endless possibilities. Just sometimes I think people look at it and think, ah, it's a bad thing because technology comes and eliminates. But it doesn't change. Music still has to come from the head. An instrument must still be played. It's one thing that will never be eliminated. Like live music, it will never disappear. But we just now have to make sure that we we add we add a value into the things that we do now. Kaya. Kaya. Nine five nine. Hi, I'm George. Hi, I'm Joseph. And we are Revolution. And we're hanging out with Nikki on The World Show.